please make sure you go over to YouTube, subscribe, or you can always find us on any of the podcast platforms, and that's Fostering Change. Well, you know what? It's so hard to believe that we are here at another episode of Fostering Change. You know, the fact is, is that we are already um, the day before Valentine's Day. Um, as you can see, I have my husband with me, Reese. Um, this is very unusual. This is the only second time in five seasons that Reese has actually joined us. But I thought for this special episode, I really wanted Reese by my side, even though I know he's by my side every single day, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm doing a podcast, whether I'm on an interview. Um, I've said this quite often, as I say in my memoir, Forever Family, he truly is my rock. But you know what? I really wanted to talk to our next guest. They've actually been on our show before. Um, you've heard me talk about their book, Secrets of a Strong Couples. They've got another book out, which is Couples Journal, which I'm absolutely loving. But the reason I wanted to bring them on is because they have something in common that Reese and I have, and that is they've gone through adoption as well. And one of the things I really want to focus on, and as I say this all the time to our viewers and listeners, I want you to walk away with something that truly sparks you, something that can do that aha moment that, you know, I didn't think about that. So without further ado, I would like to invite my amazing friend David and his beautiful wife, Julie, to Fostering Change. David and Julie, welcome to Fostering Change. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And we apologize if anybody heard our golden retriever barking in the background, um, but that's it's just part of our charm. We're happy to be here. And so is he, but he needs to be heard every now and again. But we're it's great to be back and see you guys. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm really digging Reese's hat. So so yeah, we'll talk about yeah, he, he's definitely the fashion guy of the family. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm going to dive right in. You know, yeah. the fact is, is we're lucky enough to call both of you our friends. And so um, I listen to both of your podcasts. And by the way, everybody, if you want to listen to an amazing podcast, they can truly take away some strength. I would say definitely I'm going to have a link on here to go there. But I want to dive right in. You know, Reese and I, um, we have adopted five children um, and, you know, they're all teenagers now. It's it's been an ebb and flow with each and every one of them. Um, but I really want to talk about the fact of how we can talk to other parents who have adopted or who are fostering and how do they keep that strength between couples? Because I think that's so, so important. Julie, what yeah. would you say about that? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're I think you're right on target. And I think, you know, I, I'm a family therapist. And as a family therapist, a lot of times when people come into our offices, they come in with kid issues, right? And then sometimes we even do family work. And I really think that you need to start with the couple because I think that the couple, you're when you're working with somebody as a partner, that is sort of what flows down, what's cre what creates a lot of the stability in the family. And um, so I think couples work is so important and paying attention to your relationship is the work that David and I do um, as a family therapist and a divorce lawyer. So you're you're hundred percent right, and and as it relates specifically to you know foster and, and adoptive parents, you guys know there there are special issues, different issues that other couples don't don't deal with, both in terms of what their kids have to deal with, and then as a result of that, what as parents we we have to we have to address and being on the same page, and it sounds good, Rob, right? You know we got to be on the same page. But it, it's a hell of a lot harder to get there than it is to talk about it in, in certain circumstances. And we certainly struggled with that on occasion um, with one of our kids. 
Yeah. So, you know, um, and what happens with the fact, as you can tell, I am more dominant than my husband, Reese. And so hopefully he'll say a couple of words, <laughs> you know, get a few words in today. But, you know, I noticed that within our relationship in the last 15 years, we've had our children. Um, I do play that dominant role. And sometimes I'm worried that because I'm so dominant that um, I quiet his voice. Yeah. And, and, and absolutely that can happen. And, you know, because we know each other and we, you know, we interviewed you for one of our books, we, you know, I, I saw that. And what was great is that I do think that although you have a stronger voice, a, you know, big personality, Rob, I think Reese brings so much to the table with some of the things that you struggle with, like family stability, like growing up in a different, you know, in a different kind of household than than you had a different experience. So I think that you probably rely on him and really value what he comes to the table with in terms of, you know, prior experiences of being in a family. What struck me, uh, you know, about the interview that, that Julie did with you guys was that was that and, and Reese, tell me if I'm wrong, but 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 Reese gets the fact that Rob is a stronger more vociferous type of personality, but but a lot of what he had to say, what you had to say, Reese, during during your discussion with Julie, which which ended up in our book, a lot of it um, was very insightful, and 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 I thought, and in listening to the interview, I thought, you know, there were times, Rob, where where you just sort of sat back and you you took it in, and and that is a credit to both of you. One, as Reese understands, there's a lot there. Rob sucks a lot of air out of the room, and Rob. I, but I think at the same time, Rob, you're you you under you get that there is a space that he needs to fill, and and you step away and let him fill it. Or at least it appears to us that that's that's the case. What do you think, Reese? Yeah, I would agree that the factor of my upbringing and background is completely different than his, and I was lucky to be raised in a loving home with two parents that were together for 55 years before my father passing. And to be able to bring that stability to our relationship um, and have that as really as, as a foundation, I think that I can bring and help him so that we can build together upon. And we have, you know, a, a sort of, similar dynamic, not, not in that we were raised significantly differently, but that we came to, you know, issues with regard to one of our kids, particularly who had some significant behavioral and mental health issues, you know, from a very different place, you know, Julie, Julie comes at it from a, from a, a therapeutic, much more knowledgeable place than I did. And I would come to come, come to those issues with, uh, you know, this is what my gut tells me. And that, you know, that did lead to conflict between the two of us that, you know, that, that was sometimes difficult to work our way through, uh, you know, and as the non-professional, right, you know, where we've got the professional here saying, she really needs this, she needs this, we need to talk about this medication or that, whatever it is. Um, uh, there were occasions that I stepped back when I wasn't quite sure I should. And frankly, uh, you know, that's a probably a discussion that we'll continue to have for all of eternity. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but it was a similar kind of thing that you're talking about with different coming to an issue from different places. 
Yeah, you know, one of the things I have to say by by listening to you, your both of your podcasts, um, one of the things that recent I haven't done in 15 years is we haven't taken our time. We've, you know, our entire last 15 years has been dedicated to our children, including my husband leaving his career to be a stay-at-home dad to, to raise our children. And just within the last year, we finally have started doing date nights, um, you know, really started to have conversations like we've never had before. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's very important. And as our listeners and viewers hear this, they they always think, oh my gosh, they got the perfect marriage. Well, actually, no, we don't, you know. Um, there'll be days that my husband will say, I love you, but I do not like you. Um, and so is that is that very normal? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's actually one of the reasons why we did the podcast for Valentine's Day, Will We Still Be Together? Because we really wanted to highlight, like, this is not always the way we are, you know, sitting next to each other, being kind and being respectful. I mean, <laughs> we try to always be respectful, but there are times where you know, I feel really annoyed with him and he feels annoyed with me or bothered by me. Um, but yes, relationships go through ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Sometimes you don't know if you're going to make it or you don't know if you want to make it. Um, and I think it's really important. But Rob, getting back to the point that you were saying is that you've put, you know, sort of 15 years on the back burner of, of you and Reese as a couple. I want to challenge you because I think that you guys did carve out, and I asked you about this before, you carved out even little moments, even if they weren't great, you know, long vacations or nice date nights out. I think you and Reese carved out a little bit of time in that 15 years to connect and to communicate. You have to had, you have five kids all over the place, you know, and, you know, my guess is that you did that. And that's what we encourage couples to do is doesn't have to be, you know, standard, standard date nights or standard sit down and conversations, but communicating and connecting together. I think you did that. Wow. Um, yeah, I have to say, think now that you're saying that, you know, maybe it's the the nights when we're just sitting there, in, um, you know, in our chairs. Yeah, sitting in our chairs next to each mm -hmm. other. Kids are all upstairs because now they're teenagers and they don't want to talk to us. Um, and so we do <laughs> find for find that connection time. You know, Reese and I are getting ready to celebrate 19 years um next week. And um, I never in a thousand years can't believe you've put up with me for 19 years. Uh, but we're getting ready to celebrate 19 years next week. And our youngest son is a freshman in high school, and we're starting to have that conversation of when Tristan leaves, what do we want to do? And so we're on this, this stumbling block, and I want to ask both of you your opinion. My husband truly wants to get a beach house and be at the beach. He loves that kind of weather. He loves that laid back. I'm a city boy, and I want a condo in New York City um, where I can go to the theater any night I want to. Um, what do we do about something like that? Because that has been like a heated conversation within our house within the last several months well i'm i mean both of those things sound excellent so i'm wondering if you can you know compromise and maybe get a, a little bit of both i mean you can you know you love to travel um rob i see you're on a plane every other day so you know you could you could go back and forth if reese is at the beach and you want to be in new york for a weekend or whatever i think you can work it out i think there's With, compromise here without, without getting into details of finances right 
um, you still have these kids, although they're not living with you full time, that you're still going to want to have a place for them to come to. And I don't know if you plan to keep where you are now in addition to whatever the second place is or whether you're going to you plan to fold that up and 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 leave the farm that you're in and and look to have a, a another main location. But I would keep in mind that and that's what le ultimately led us to to we were fortunate enough to get a place uh, at the beach because we wanted to have a place that the kids would come when they wanted to. And now we've got grandkids. And it was the great, I was going to get an RV. I was all in for RVs. I'm going to drive all over the country like Matthew McConaughey. I'm going to sit back, put my feet up, have a bourbon. I'm going to empty out the dirty water, put all that stuff. And she's looking at me saying, you're a Jewish man. You can't do that. But I think I could drive. I just need somebody else to do the tough but stuff. But he hates traffic too. I don't like traffic. There's, there's that too. But, but, we, but, but, but it became, it has become sort of a place that everybody wants to come to. So without without weighing in on should it be New York or should it be the beach if we can't do both, I'm I'm wondering if you put your heads together and say, okay, my our kids are going to be in their 20s and they're going to be in their 30s and there's going to be grandkids. Mm -hmm. Is it a is it better to have this place in the city or is it better to have a place that's more laid back at the beach? Um, I don't know. That's something that you have to think about. And I would tell you that 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 in terms of geography. If you're talking about, you know, the Delaware Shore, it's very easy to get to New York City one way or the other back and forth from there. So it's not hard. It's not hard um, to do it. So so I want to sort of circle around this because we're talking about logistics of, you know, how you compromise and how you do this. But the fact that you're coming together after being married for 19 years and you're sort of planning out your next stage is wonderful because there's so many people that do what you do, you know, have some kids, raise kids, put so much energy into it. And then they look at each other and they don't have anything in common. They don't even like each other anymore and they fall out of love. And yeah, that we talk about this and I sort of use this malaise creep kind of phrase, but let me urge you, if you haven't already listened to it, listen to Billy Joel's new song, Turn the Lights Back On. Yeah. And it is a metaphor for what we're talking about. Did I wait too long to turn the lights back on? Um, and it's and, it, and it's 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 really really introspective. Um, his voice isn't what it was 30 years ago, but the lyrics are are, are exactly what you, what we're talking about today. Staying connected, keeping connected, making plans, thinking about it. Don't let it wait. Because if you do, is it is it too late? Did I wait too late? Is it too late to to do what we wanted to do? So when we get off, I would say cue that song up. Be stay where it's quiet. Just listen to the lyrics. They're just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on Billy will, Joel's pay, you know, yeah. pay, pay. And you will work out this issue because you care about each other and you're still invested in the relationship. Yeah. I love the, I love what you both just said because I've, I've, we've had this conversation quite often that, you know, um, is the spark gone? And, and I think about, you know, other adopted parents who I know and other parents who I know who are, are have been fostering for years. And it's, it's very hard to keep that spark going and to make sure that, you know, when the kids are gone and when you, you decide that you're no longer fostering or, you know, and, and you know what, David, I, I will tell you, um, I don't think I'll ever get rid of the farm because I do envision um, seeing my grandkids running back in the back pasture um, with the big dog. And, you know, so but um, Reese, what would you say if, you know, um, 
Tristan, you know, as I said, he's our her baby. He's a freshman in high school. Um, what do you see? Where do you see us? You know, like they just said, will we? They make it. They've got a. They've got a podcast. Everybody, they got a podcast dropping tomorrow. Um, will they be together next Valentine's Day? Um, what do you say when you hear something like that? For Tristan, no, for gone? us, yeah. I mean, Tristan's a gone. Let's say you know. Well, I think really we're just having to concentrate on us and where we want to be as a couple in the sense of taking for instance the you be in the city me being at the beach kind of a thing I mean we've got to commit to the factor that we spend time with each other still with that and to well, that that brings up a, a question for both of you, and and as the fact is, is that I've I've made the comment to my husband that you know I love you deeply, but what is wrong with me living in the city, you living at the beach, and we meet meet up with each other every other weekend, or do you consider that that is truly a marriage, or is that just a convenience? Well, I mean, I, I think that I think the question is, what do you two view it as, right? Um, um, it's it can be difficult, I think, because what happens, I th what I've seen happen, and, and, and you're not the first folks to think about this, right? I really prefer this, you prefer that, and Julie and I have a little bit of that, but not not on a permanent basis. Um, but but what happens is, you know, you start to develop relationships and a life in that place that your significant other does not, right? Mm -hmm. And so 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 Reese is at the beach hanging out with friends at the beach doing what he does the kids may come or not come put them out of the out of the equation for a second and rob you're not there and and um on and you're out you know you're in the city you're going to a party or you're seeing a show and reese isn't there and i think you know and at the end of the day we're all human beings and let's not let's not forget that and with that brings challenges brings potential issues so i i think that if you both are on the same page about it and understand the risks, then I think it can work. But I'd be very careful about saying, okay, well, we'll just see each other every other weekend or on week one weekend you'll come here, one weekend I'll go down there. Um, you know, what's gonna happen? Rob, you're down at the beach and your friend Joe is giving you a buzz. And when you're coming back, we got this, we got this gallery you want to visit to, and Reese is not involved in that discussion. Or and you can think of scenarios on Reese's side of the fence. You know, there's something going on you know, down at the bandstand in Rehoboth, I want to get to, and my friends are going down there, and Rob's, well, I don't want to be with them, I want to be with you, and then, you know, you've got these kind of things that pop up, so if that's something that you're thinking about, again, this is the non-therapist talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, would certainly I, be, be, make sure we're on the same page and aware of these types of things. Yeah, no, I think David's, David's correct, but I was going to say, I think you can make it work with communication, and Rob, you travel a lot anyway, so there's, you know, a lot of times that you're- always coming back. Yeah, he's always yeah he is always coming back but you would just have to make extra efforts and and communicate about you know what you guys are doing and what you want and and again carve out carve out the time that you do have together and make it one, great one thing that i look at in that is that i've always considered wherever i'm at is where all the kids are going to come to and come back yeah. to and i mean in some ways i don't necessarily see them all trucking up to to New York sure. City, except for maybe a weekend or something like that. Sure. But yes. I think I think Rob that um Reese might be winning the 
the, the you know. The I, I have a feeling that the, that's the, the way it is. I think the beach, you know, you guys are so family oriented. I mean, anybody that does foster care and adopts five kids, you know, kids are your heart. And you want the kids to be with you, even when they're grown, to come back. Well, at the same time, lots of kids grow up in, in the city and love it. That's true. Um, and, yeah. and are perfectly comfortable and happy and well well adjusted. I'm trying to I'm trying to bolster you a little bit. <laughs> we love that. We <laughs> love that. You know, the fact is, is you guys wrote, you know, Secrets of a Strong Couples. Um, I keep this book with me. I love this book. I love the fact that you actually interviewed us for the book. But, you know, um, I, I truly you know, remind all of our viewers and our listeners to definitely read this. But you you guys just recently came out with the couple's journal. And um, do you, you know, as, as we're winding down, could we talk a little bit about the couple's journal? Because I think this is a great start for people. And I say kick it off here on Valentine's Day, um, get this couple's journal. And I think it would be really interesting if the four of us got together again in a year from now, and really talk about what we wrote in our journal. So do you mind, can you guys give us, shine some light to our listeners and viewers about the couple's journal? Yeah. So actually, as you were talking about, you know, this sort of where are we going in our relationships? We've been married, you know, almost 19 years and we're sort of raised our kids. We have one left. I was thinking that that would be a great place for you guys to start, which is really, really pinpoint what are what are the values that you both come, you know, come together with. We have individual values and then we have couples values. What What's important? So if family is important, that got to go in there and you start to make some goals around what you want to do in the future. So we often have have couples, you know, sort of set like where, you know, where do they want to go next? Financial goals, when do they want to retire? Parenting goals, you know, we want to do, you know, help our kids be more independent and those kinds of things. So really digging into kind of what's next for you guys. I think goal setting would be perfect. The journal is set up to have, you know, whatever kind of goals you want, and then also create check-ins for couples so that they're not just making a goal, you know, one year and then forgetting about it, but really coming back to it. Yeah, we look at, at you know, and we've, Julie was the one who started this with us however many years ago it's been, I rolled my eyes. I'm like, I do not want to sit down and write, you know, it's just not for me, but, 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 but she was 100% right. And what we sort of did was we sort of looked at two different categories, right? It's those that are achievable, um, that we know we can get to, and then those that are more aspirational that may not be gotten to in a year or two would be longer. Like you're talking about maybe this condo in New York, or I want to build this little place at the beach, whatever it may be. That might not be something this year, but might be something that you work to. And the, it, it's great to do because it, 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 yes, you're putting goals down, you're putting thoughts down, but here's what it does. It connects you. It forces you to, to sit down um, you know, every other Sunday or whatever you decide to do, here's where we were, here's where we are, have a drink, don't have a drink, have a cup of coffee, whatever it is you do to relax. And you're talking about sitting in your chairs. It's a perfect time, you know, and, and it and it forces folks to talk and communicate and connect. And that's that that at the end of the day, that's what's going to that's what keeps people together. And that's what you guys have been able to do, even though you said we uh, Robbie said earlier, maybe we didn't do it as much as or we didn't do it at all. But in fact, you were, as Julie said, you were doing it. 
Right. You wouldn't be sitting here if you didn't do it. Right. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Listen up, everybody. You know, once again, I say this every time. Um, There's moments I think about, is this my last season? But, you know, I I have these amazing conversations um, with some of my amazing friends and, and be able to bring my husband along with me. It continues to make sure that we do do this again, because I hope each and every one of you actually get something out of it. Guys, what I would like to see you do is a family journal where maybe you know bringing the family in and maybe you know as those the the kids get even even the younger kids to be able to write down you know we have this thing and I write about it in my book called the family forum where the kids are able to sit down and and really tell how they feel without any you know consequences whatsoever and I think what a way to connect you know um how do our listeners and viewers get a hold of both of you Sure. We're, we're, our website is www.thebullets. We're at The Bullets on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and we are The Bullets on Utah YouTube. Our podcast, which just launched in January, is Conversations for Couples, the podcast on all platforms. And we are just having a real, except for the one episode that we talked about, <laughs> we're having a real good time doing it. I love that. I absolutely love that. Listen up, everybody. The way is, is that, you know, um, one of the key things that I took away from from us having this interview was the word that really stuck to me, and that is communication. Um, And no matter whether you're adopting, you're fostering, you're a couple, you're single, communication is truly how we make our relationships within the world go further, how we make it go longer. We're going to make sure that we have all the links, you know, to my friend's amazing books. Um, We're going to keep you all updated. This is not the last time that you see our friend Julie and David. If you tune in to Fox 5, you can always catch them on Fox 5. They're one of the special guests that are always there with our amazing friends over at Fox. But Julie, David, I just want to say thank you from the Shears. You know, thank you for being our friends. You know, we love the fact that we get together and we could just talk um, because we do consider you both such friends of ours. And I can't wait for us to have dinner real soon. Listen up, everybody. Um, Once again, this is another amazing episode of Fostering Change. I hope each and every one of you understand my husband does exist because he is right here. But I I do hope that each and every one of you understand that each of us have a responsibility and that is responsibility is to make sure that we go out and we be good humans. Take care, everybody.